Welcome back to After the Record, where we talk about whatever, whatever we, we want. want. And today we have Karen with us. Long Woo! time no see. So good to be back. Yes. How long has it been? Four years. Four? You counted the videos? I didn't, but I just, I, I know based on, on life, life things that have occurred, I know it was four years wow. ago. Should we all say four more years? <laughs> four, four more years. years. <laughs> Come back in 2024 then? Yeah. Wait, four more years? A lot years has changed break. since I have been in this room. Update us. Well, for one, we, as we were saying, like conversations have changed in the world. Oh, like, true. Just very different. Yes. Um, we used to be really different. <laughs> we were children. We were children. Yeah. Children with potty mouths. Yeah, we, we, we were very I was still in my 30s. Yeah, I wasn't quite a child four <laughs> years ago. I kept my potty brain though. Um, but no, it, I quit YouTube in that oh, time period. Snap. I quit YouTube. So a lot has changed. I, I directed a film that went to Tribeca last year. Oh, snap. Yeah, actually, um, I haven't met you before. It's the first time meeting Karen. And I, I went to your, Wiki you have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. None of uh, do we anyone else have a oh, Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. I've tried writing my own a few times. Me too. Right. Yeah, can, can somebody take it write us a Wikipedia page, please? please. I'll write your Wikipedia page. Yes. yes. Did you write your own? No, you can't really because oh. it's a. They, anyway, there's a whole process. That's crazy. Wiki. Yeah, I found out about your film. I am human. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah when, what's it. that about? Um, it's about the future of man and machine, co-evolution of man and machine. So follow three patients with brain-computer interfaces. It's like biomech kind of stuff? Biotech, yeah. yeah biotech. <laughs> exactly, Joe. I saw it, it's wonderful. I was at the premiere. He was. Uh, oh, nice. Very nicely done. Thank you so much. Yeah, for first time director too, holy shit, dude. That thing was epic. Oh, thank you. We you left out. Well, yeah, it also out. gave me cancer. What? what? No. Wait, the movie did? The movie? Shit. I mean, oh, I don't know so if the stressful? movie gave me cancer, but I. Figuratively and literally speaking, right? Figuratively and literally oh, speaking. Okay. I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer the Holy day that the film premiered at Trade Holy fuck. Sorry, not diagnosed that day. I found the lump that day. Oh. And then the next week I was diagnosed. Like so I, are, I joke that the movie. Yourself. You felt yourself and you felt a lump. I did. Did you oh did you meet Robert De Niro? I did not. Oh, okay. Let's talk about sick. the lump. Yes, talk about the lump. Let's go back there. <laughs> um, Have you seen Raging Bull? <laughs> <laughs> I mean tri Tribeca. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a oh, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here he is. Yeah. No, but yeah. The so, only so person to not pick up on the mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> No, he did. He's just trolling my ass. It's great. Yeah, so, so you were, you were, so you're celebrating your premiere. Yeah. And what was that like then to realize to find the lump, and then, and then, like, were you, were, were you able to fully, fully soak in the success of the film? Well, I was super sick leading up to the premiere date oh. while I was in New York. I think all the stress, you know, when yeah. your, your body finally is like, and we give up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got really sick. And my lymph nodes swelled up, and I never wow. had that happen before. And oh, yeah, one these guys right, like on this yep. side, in the underarm. Yeah. And one of them was the size of a, of like a, large golf ball. Whoa. It was massive, Whoa. and it Gosh. felt weird. And that was the day of the premiere. And I just, but I. I, I don't think you found it. I think it found you, girl. Probably. Look at that thing's huge. It's so big, but yeah. it went. I never noticed anything before Whoa. that. There was nothing before, so it went from zero to hero, in five seconds. And. So I got back to LA a few days later and made an appointment with the doctor. I was like, this is strange. And um, yeah, within three days they called me and they said, you need to come in, you have cancer. Oh my God. What was that like? Yeah. I was actually, I was in denial. I was like, there's absolutely no way. 
I'm a director. 30, I'm 33 years old. I'm 33 years old. I'm super healthy. You are. This is stage three. How is that possible? What? How is that possible that it's like? How many stages done? are there? There are four stages. Four. Oh. Fours is like point of no return kind of. Oh shit. Stage four, there is no cure for breast yeah. cancer. Oh wow. So I was like, all right, this is just, yeah, it was just a total bizarro thing. And so I said, you have to biopsy it again. I, w I wanted to yeah. make sure they didn't swap it. Or get like a second opinion accident. or something. Yeah, yeah. Smart. So I did a second biopsy, it came back again. Like, nope, this is definitely breast cancer. <laughs> um, and then and then that was it. And I had all these big plans. I was, I was gonna be working on a TV show and I was going to be, which was actually good. I needed probably to take some time off, but like, mm -hmm. I was going to be speaking um, and performing because I had an AI album that I had done, and so a lot of big plans for last summer that, of course, all uh, AI album. Yeah, I had done this AI album like a year earlier, but because I was working on the film, I couldn't really perform it. Yeah. What's an AI album? It's amazing. So she she talked about this on our podcast. She fucking made an album with an artificial intelligence, like Alexa. Alexa, you would do edit with Alexa. It's not like Alexa. It's actually like a software where you're what? you're like writing rules and algorithms for yeah. music. Oh, cool. Posing That's music crazy. using those parameters that you set. Because it's already hard so, enough to write music by yourself. Now you have to tell something else that it doesn't have a conscious being to do the job for you. That's fucking nuts. It was interesting. A question I've had for you since then that I didn't get to ask you is, is it like creating all the values almost, predetermining pre pre the values like a model almost, and then it kind of populates that? Kind of. That's actually one good way of putting it. It sort of depends on the the algorithm and how it's built because there are different there are different ones. Like I worked with IBM Watson, uh, Google Magenta, Amper, Ava. So there was like a lot of different. I don't even know what you just said. So IBM Watson, by the way, does fancy football predictions, and he's awful. I can't, I can't handle Watson. I'm, I'm against. I'm an anti-Watson. Is he AI or is he a person? He's an AI that was built by IBM. He, they, okay. they put, they promote him so much in commercials. He does ESPN fantasy football predictions, and he's ass. And he, <laughs> and he does trade uh, values like, oh, you could trade this player for this player, and it's all shit. It's all garbage. Watson sucks at fantasy. I'm sorry. Trying to ruin everyone's fantasy leagues. Yes. At any given point, when you're doing this algorithm stuff, do you say do re mi? <laughs> no. No. I mean, you could just so you put that in the song. Speak, you don't even speak music to the AI? No. It's like auto-tune. code, and then I, I recorded my vocals and wrote the lyrics for the tracks, but it was like, oh. basically the whole track composition was done by AI. It's amazing, wow. I heard, I've heard it, it's it's incredible. I'll play you guys on break, like okay. 10 okay. seconds okay. of a song, so you can listen. just hear, yeah. Dang, but it was just, it was a fun experiment, and I was so excited to like, get it out in the world and yeah. do something about it, yeah. and then, I, I think a lot of cancer patients will say this, like once it hits, it's like the pandemic. Everything is, your life everything is over, well. everything stops, everything's on hold, so you have you no idea. And what did you do during that time? It was, it was challenging. I mean, I basically became a full-time cancer researcher because I was so scared. Is it still part of like the in denial and disbelief where you're like, I got it, there's a way out of this. I hope yeah. you didn't go on WebMD. Yeah, yeah, and I did. Just, I did that too was much research, just nonstop web and D. The first thing that you shouldn't do is your is your like statistical chances, you know? Because oh. um, your perception gets all kind of skewed by that, and then you get like kind of grim about it. Yeah, I or, mean, or like if you're the type of person that goes, I got a ten percent chance. Fuck yeah, ten percent. That's better than five. Yeah. How yeah. You, you I mean, you have to just all of the positives. And here's the thing: like breast cancer treatments are so much better now than they were. 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but um, when, once it's in the lymph nodes, it's 
a bit scarier because mm. it can it can then move to other parts of the body. So that was yours was yours was in the lymph nodes. Mine was in the lymph nodes, mm. and I had a I had a higher chance than not that I would have to continue on chemo for an entire year after the first round, which means that if I if that was me, I would be right now finishing chemo. Whoa. A year wow. and a half of chemo, basically. So what all other alternative did you take for not doing the chemo? I did do chemo, okay. but I but fortunately I landed in the in the other group, the one that did not have to continue doing my the chemo oh. killed it all. Oh wow. But you knew people who weren't so lucky. I did. And I lost a, a good friend of mine two wow. months ago who was also oh, stage no. three diagnosed at the same time. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So which is just like you know, it was another reminder because you sort of feel like after you get through it, and I did, I did, I did a chemo surgery, six weeks of radiation. I had, to, I had to stay on antibody infusions for through May of this year, so it was a full year of treatment. Uh, pretty aggressive, but I'm still here, and like hearing that. Clap that roll. Yeah. How has your outlook on life like changed? Oh, I'm like that crazy. Was there anyone where you're like, I've been wanting to tell you this, fuck off. <laughs> That'd be cool. Right? Like you just like, don't you even know hold that. Like, well fuck it, I might go anyway, so fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, bitch. <laughs> they say like, I think the, the, the first few months after I found out that I had PCR, which means complete pathological response, you're, it looks as though everything is gone, right? And the first few months after that, I felt high. Like, okay. I'm alive. Yeah. And I'm not on chemotherapy yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. like taste and see and oh my gosh, I'm alive And it was just so much gratitude and a little bit of that like fuck you attitude of just I don't need to get stressed out about little things Awesome like, I'm here and that was definitely a big thing I took with me I do feel as time goes on I, I lose it like it's like I just start mm -hmm. to get caught up in normal people shit mm -hmm. Just like everybody else and I'm like yeah. why am I worried about my cat right now? Like <laughs> I don't know yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. thing is. Yeah, um but another big thing that happened was I actually felt a strong need to want to reconcile with certain people. Amazing, that's Have like beautiful. emotional reconciliation mm -hmm. um, with people in my life who, who there may not have been uh, like a totally clean break yeah. in whatever the friendship or relationship was. And so I did end up reaching out to a handful of people. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you know, one thing that we can do when we're alone in the house oh, is reconciling with people. While we're reconciling with people, we don't want to go out is today's video spot to you by Postmates. <laughs> and when you're alone, yeah. at home, reconciling with people, you don't want to go out. But right now, it's not safe to go out because of Corona and stuff like that. So I have my friends who, who, who live with me, and you know, I travel a lot and I don't want to infect them or anything like that. But what they do for me, is when I'm when I'm sad and alone, they'll be like, "You want some food?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." They're like, "Well, we're not gonna cook it. We're gonna order it for you." Do they postmate it where they're like, "Hey, when you guys postmate it, you deliver it to my front door and the back door?" No, because oh, we yeah. have a dog that oh. bites everybody. Okay. So uh, <laughs> they'll bring it to the front, and then he comes with his made-up face mask, and then he drops it off, and that's it. That that's kind of how it works. But I get double Postmates, right? I get Postmated there, and from my mate, he posts it. Your mate does the post. My mate, mate, my mate aunt does the post. Yep. So if you're like me and you start 
thinking about dinner while you're eating lunch and you love food, but sometimes getting into the kitchen and cooking something delicious to eat just doesn't make it on my to-do list, especially when we have kids. Sometimes you just have to time the food while you're driving back home. That's why we love Postmates. With Postmates, you can get food delivered without leaving your house or even opening your front door. With the current state of the world in mind, Postmates created no contact deliveries where they just straight up put it on in front of your doorstep. So you open the door, the person's gone, and you can just bring in the food. And Postmates also offers a pickup option now from all of your favorite local restaurants. And it's so important that we support and uplift our communities right now because a lot of mom and pop shops need it. And what's the better way than ordering food? And Postmates isn't all just burgers and sushi. I can order anything from toilet paper to phone chargers from stores like Walgreens and 7-Eleven. And a Postmate will drop it off right outside my front door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners, that's you guys, $5 off your first five orders. That's five, 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 five. I lost track. For your first seven days, to save $5 on your first five deliveries, download the app and use code off the record. That's code off the record for $5 off your first five orders. So you can look like a baller in front of your date. Anything you need, anytime you need it, post made it. Thank you. Taryn, thank you for letting us use your experience as a segue. Okay, cancer. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to do. And if, you, and if you don't mind, we would like to move on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to go. For, it was wait. Team up for commercial. This is a great intro for advertisement. I, st I still need to know. Can I just say one thing, though, guys? Yeah, Sorry, one it, thing to just it. close it out. Yes. Today is actually the one year anniversary of me finding yeah. out I'm pregnant. What? That's crazy. I'm celebrate with you guys. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't want it to end, though. Yeah. Wait, well, when people the, want it to end, end, people what? want it to no, end. No, not like that. Like oh. the. I want to hear more. No, we're moving on, Joe. We want to. We're talking about. I want to hear more. It was to tee up a commercial. I'm, I we had to our uh, the time it was. <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. No, uh, jokes aside, I think it's really beautiful that you um, wanted to go back and and reconcile. You know whatever. Like That's I feel like thank you. Keep going. Because I, I feel like it's really healthy. I feel I feel like it's really healthy because um yeah like you'll carry this like heaviness in your heart you know. And I think when you do feel in that moment where you think maybe this is it for me, like what would I regret? Yeah. And it's those conversations. Did you ever like go like, cause you know a lot of people they go, oh, and I get, oh, that's when I'm gonna try heroin. <laughs> Did you ever go like, you know what? Seems like the end of the road is pretty close. Let's go skydiving heroin, do all the crazy shit. When I was in the middle of my rounds of chemo. Yeah. It was the, it was honestly the worst feeling I've ever like physically been through. Like pain? Pain, just like, I mean, you feel like your body's rotting from the inside out. It's, I actually, on Instagram, I made a couple posts where I went into detail while I was going through it, and people yeah. were like, thank you for, like, we don't really know what chemo's like. Yeah. You just yeah. sort of see the hair loss, and that's yeah. it. But it was so bad, and I thought, if I had to do this for another year, I, I couldn't. What is, I what couldn't, is, I'd rather die. What does that feel like, chemo? And I felt that way. I mean, you never know. Of course, every time you, like, come out of it, you, you, you know, you, like, you do the thing, it punches you in the gut for a couple wow. weeks, then you start to feel better, and you feel just good enough to go back in and do it again. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's just how the, the cycle is. It's like a boot camp. Yeah. You're so strong. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Just explaining it just makes me feel like, ow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's rough. Would you say that uh, you have a different perspective? Obviously you have a different perspective on life, but could you describe like what that is just for people who have not experienced anything like that? Like, do you want to call me really, one of you fucking little I mean, bitches <laughs> out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, fucking little bitches fucking complain yeah, about little I shit. I feel invincible, so I want to hear from <clears throat> someone who's actually gone through something like that. Oh. 
I really, uh, I really find it hard to not still experience joy every single day. Sorry, I'm gonna get choked up. <laughs> like you appreciate it? Yeah. That's dope. When I was going through it, I went through a breakup, having to move into a new home. I moved into a new home and then I had a burglary where everything was stolen. Oh my god! And then the pandemic hit two weeks later. And, oh my um, goodness. What the fuck? I mean, it felt like the terrible no good year that just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But the craziest thing is through all of it, no matter how gut-wrenching it was, I was just so grateful to be here. Wow. And I just still feel that. Like it just, even when the burglary happened and they stole my laptop, my hard drives, everything, I was like. At least I'm alive. <laughs> I legitimately was like, this is just stuff. Damn, <laughs> that's great. It doesn't make stuff not hard, yeah. but it just, it just rolls off of me differently. Do you have family uh, in LA too? They're in Kansas. So you were just kind of dealing with everything on your own or did you move back home? No, I was here in LA because I have such a great group of friends oh, and the best good. medical care is in LA. Yeah, yeah. And so they came out a lot, yeah. Oh. So they're great. Dang, dude, that's crazy. Anytime I go through some shit now, I'm gonna think, what would Taryn do? Yep. Yeah, frankly, yeah. she's a fucking act, successful actress, by the way, director. You fucking conquered a whole field of AI. Like, like you were doing a lot more in AI than people even know, I know that. Uh, you beat cancer. I mean, you are a tough son of a bitch, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this, in the four years of you going through that, I didn't do a damn thing. I know. <laughs> yep, we're uh, still in the shitty office, like nothing. I caught two colds. Babies. Oh yeah, but I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just another baby. I mean, how many There's babies were born of babies that year? Born. I was a baby. So I try to tell Tiff all the time. I'm like, you're a mother. Congrats. Fucking three billion people have done it this year. <laughs> right. Right. It's not special at all. No. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, you're you're. The, I see why though. You bring up the past four years being very wow. different. It's, They're really you've different. You've gone through a lot. Wow. That's crazy. I, really I feel crazy. like I've aged a few years. <laughs> You're, you're wiser though. I think yeah. I feel like it's 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 wisdom. Yeah. I feel like you've you've gone to places in your mind and emotionally that most people don't ever get to go to until like way later. I feel like so. When you're in chemo, is there like a hierarchy? Like you know, like in jail, it's like oh, you just a burglar. I'm a killer. Like are there <laughs> different hierarchies of cancer where you're like you pussy ass mouth cancer bitch? Yes. Who's so, the pussiest of of them all? So um. No, it's, it, it's actually funny that you say this. I don't remember where I found it, but there was some kind of cancer stand-up that I watched while That's I was awesome. going through treatment from yeah. some patient who was like ranting about all of the cancer patients who have it easy. Yeah, who has it easy? Because <laughs> there's like people that will like, this no, is sounds so it. bad. I don't want to, but I'm just going to say it. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, um, fuck it. Uh, when, when you tell people like what you're going through, and then they're like, oh, my sister, you know, she had, she had, you know, stage zero pre-cancer cells and she had to have them removed. And it, and, and you want to like be empathetic. What like I, even that? What's that even? I want to find her. Is that like being pre-diabetic? It's just, it's as if, it's like the equivalent of you guys saying like you lost a child. Yeah. And then someone's like, oh, we experienced that when our little David, like, you know, got into my a bicycle. on the floor. <laughs> or something, right? I don't know. Just, there's just a very, her example. There's just a very different level of experience yeah, 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 that yeah. one goes through. And even with... with so they're trying to be nice to relate. No, not everyone has to oh. do radiation. It just sort of depends on where you're at and the treatment that's required. And then within types of chemotherapies, they're very different. Some regimens are much more aggressive than other regimens. Um, I mean, it's poison, but mm -hmm. sometimes they have to really... Depending on the... the 
receptors in the cancer. Because it kills the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? That's why it's like that's so right. painful. That's why she felt like she's running from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're feeling all of it die. And the smells, like, it's like your body rotting. Like, you smell weird too? Yes. Well, where does the smell come from? Like, what, what is any actually? Your glands. Oh. Any gland, any orifice. I mean, just like everywhere. You're just Ooh. seeping it. Wow. Uh, when you So they did a whole cancer stand-up night? <laughs> no. <laughs> like all the patients get together and it's well, all the that's, that's a tough room. Some LA patient did. Like no, some patient did something online that I watched and I, I can't even remember. You you also like develop amnesia because it's just the whole thing is so crazy. But I would find all these different resources. Oh. Okay. There's also another woman who did a breast cancer stand up that was really really funny. Um, but I found I found stand up to be like my favorite thing. And especially when people made jokes about cancer, for yeah. some reason, it's a I mechanism. loved it. And and so I started telling jokes about my cancer. Um, like Your I went to a party. I went to a party, and they were like, "Everybody say like a fun fact about you that nobody knows." And I was like in a really good mood. And this yeah. was halfway through my chemo. It was when yeah. I was feeling good. Yeah. And I stood up and I was like, "Hi, I'm Terry, and I have cancer. So I may not be up here very long." <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Dude, imagine. And everyone was silent. Like, like, should we laugh? Yeah. I don't want to laugh. I was like, that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. You know, like. Imagine you're doing cancer stand-up night because you gave me that idea. Thank you. And <laughs> and you give one of the comedians the light. You think they're gonna fucking listen? Like, <laughs> oh no, I got way bigger problems than your stupid light. <laughs> one minute left. Yeah. So that was. I mean, that was healing for me to use humor. That's awesome. And just be like, yeah, I might die. Like, I don't know. Laughter is the best medicine.